Listener Production. Where the sneaky cinnamon scroll you just have to have. Even though you already ate a big breakfast with extra hash browns and three coffees. You'll eat until you explode. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Right. Absolutely gutted over the weekend. I No. Yeah, no. And I, you know, you know when something happens in the morning that leaves you with just this awful taste in your mouth and it just brings your whole mood down for the whole day and you just generally can't shake it. What is what happened, mate? I thought I thought the years of having, you know, big regrets, weekend regrets were past you. I failed my first wordle. <laughs> Dude, I can't tell you. I was on a 22-day streak. Yeah, damn. And I honestly thought I was unbreakable. Like I just thought I thought I, I had every single word. And then, you know what I stumbled on? I stumbled on, I was down, to, I had four Wait, letters in a row. don't tell me, I'll try, and, I'll try and do it, and then we can do, when we say goodbye to you here on today's podcast, we'll see if I, I failed as well. How about that? Okay, well, <laughs> what? Do, how, how are we going to do this? Um, we'll try and figure it out. But I think the first thing we need to uh, start off with is um, the good news, Matt O'Kine, and that is every Australian is now... Uh, I think on the mantle has a photo of a young, smiling girl holding a tennis trophy, the most adorable photo of all time of a young Ash Barty destined for success. And I tell you what, it was a huge weekend in uh, Australian tennis and Australian sport. So we're going to get into that first and foremost. But another big one today, Matt, uh, is Bron coming in for a Monday clickfish. And uh, actually, no, that's that's something else that you have uh, might have had left a bad taste in your mouth from the weekend. Oh, no. <laughs> Your partner, Belinda, has been listening to the show and had some questions. So um, we'll get into all of that and more as part of this all-day breakfast. Happy Monday to you. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all-day breakfast. Well, Matt, over 4 million Australians tuned in to watch the incredible Ash Barty, proud Nauru woman, uh, win the Australian Open, the first Aussie woman in 44 years to lift the Australian Open vessel. It was a big old cup above their head. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Uh, did you get to tune in? Nah, missed it. Oh, mate, it was, a, oh, no, it was such an emotional no, moment. I was so proud. No, dude, Everyone don't, was don't. loving it. Look, I'm telling you, on Friday night, okay, we're setting up a new house. Friday night, the TV goes in, the internet's not connected, and we don't have a cable to plug it into the wall. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, tomorrow, everyone in the house, okay? I'm talking grandparents, yep. parents-in-law, partner. They're like, tomorrow, we got to watch Ash, we got to watch Ash. I'm like, I got it covered, guys. Don't worry about it. Hit up the hardware store the next day, okay? It's a bit late, 5 o'clock. Get the five-metre. RF coaxial pal male to male cable. Male to male. <laughs> uh, male to male and male to female kind of figs. That's, that's such a weird well, thing, every, isn't it? That's it. I was standing there sweating. I was like, uh, I don't know. Is it the male to male? I don't know. And I'm sweating and I finally bring it. It all works. I ch- I'm tuning it. Nothing. By the time I start tethering my phone to my laptop, <laughs> Bloody Kyrgios and Kokonakis are playing, and I've I've seen the Ashes one on News.com. I was, yeah. I was I disappointed the whole family. Well, honestly, such an incredible moment coming back in the uh, second section. She was behind two breaks, just powered through uh, over the American Danielle Collins, who did do really well, but Ash just 
being unstoppable at the moment. I mean, you, you walk past your local bakery and they say, you know, best slice in Australia. No, 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 no. We are talking Barty <laughs> having the best slice in Australia. I was watching it. I was catching the train back from a big weekend of campaigning down in Wannon. Caught the train back, was watching it on the phone, cheering as we went along. What, and the, what on, the, on the train? Yeah, as I pulled in into Melbourne. Yeah, it, she, she no, won it. That I'm was it, the final you, point. Incredible. Mate, you're watching... That's straight from a scene from, like, Danny Deck Chair or something. <laughs> you know, like... The young bloody politician gets on the train in the country town, going to the city. I bet by the time you've gotten to Melbourne, you had a whole group of people standing behind you on the train. There was a great moment as well when Aussie tennis great Yvonne Goolagong Corley presented the trophy. It was absolutely wonderful to see another incredible First Nations woman hand the uh, the huge achievement over to Ash. And then Kathy Freeman was uh, there for photos as well. It was so, such a proud moment because I, I, one of my earlier memories of watching sport was Kathy Freeman. I think when she won at the Commonwealth Games and ran around the track holding yep. both the Australian flag and the Aboriginal flag at once. And I remember the controversy then he, then at the time. You're sort of too young to understand, but people like, <laughs> oh, you can't be doing that. It's un-Australian, those kind of things. To go from that that to see her with Ash Barty in a week in which the flag was freed, to use the term that uh, a lot of people were going for, to make it Commonwealth-owned, all communities are able uh, to use it. We hope that, you know, um, brands and businesses and companies can use it in a respectful way as well, but it, it was really a powerful moment. I was, I was so happy over the weekend. It was great. Yeah, so a massive shout-out to Ash uh, and her team and everyone who made uh, that dream possible. And... Here's to the US Open, hey? Is that next? Can't rest on your laurels yet, Ash. Back on the court, mate! <laughs> French, then Wimbledon, then US Open. So we'll see All how right. we go. But it was awesome seeing a picture of her with Dylan Alcott as well, fellow Australian champion, um, doing great things in the wheelchair tennis, which I got to watch the final of as well. You could see just how exhausted he was from a big week of getting named Australian of the year, but fought like the champion is right to the very end. And, uh, yeah, as he said in his speech in Canberra, he, it's, you know, the tennis can come secondary to the amazing things he's been able to do off the court. So a uh, shout-out to our sporting heroes uh, over the weekend. It was a ripper. And shall we get on with a, uh, a big old Monday show, Matt? Let's go. All day breakfast. We'll have to start this segment, Alex Dyson, by giving my deepest and sincerest apologies to my partner, Belinda. Oh, what? Is it time for National Partner Apology Hotline again? Look. <laughs> or is right. this a, um, um, there's no hotline? <laughs> she was catching up on the podcast, okay? Like I said, she's been busy working, all this sort of stuff. She decided to catch up on the podcast. Starts listening to the episode after the Margarita incident. Oh, so we, skipped Friday. Well, she was just sort of going down the list, you know. It yeah, starts okay. the most recent, going down. Going backwards. Um, starts hearing a segment where, where, where you were asking me about whether Belinda's heard a certain segment. <laughs> then, understandably, completely understandably, gets quite annoyed. She's like, well, obviously something's happened that you haven't mm. told me about and <laughs> I feel like I am the butt of the joke and I don't know what it is, but you've obviously said something about me and I'm not, I'm not happy about it. So... I had to explain. No, 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 of course not. You're, you're, you're not the vulnerable. No, joke. you're getting it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. So I said, no, look, I promise. I, I would never like make fun mm. of you or anything like that. The situation is, Bron talked about some urine-made cocktails and I made one and tasted one with my own well, urine. 
Tasted or sculled? Anyway, after I explained that... Does that make it better? Belle just looked at me and went... Uh. <laughs> right? Just picture, if you're listening to this, just picture just the eyes mostly closed. Yep. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Belle, for... You know, it was the aftermath that was far worse than the um, actual event. So, you know, I yeah. um, I should have just warned you in advance. I'm very sorry and thank you for sticking by me regardless of being a stupid boy. So um, from now on you're not going to go with the um, ask for forgiveness, not permission route. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I bring it up, right, because, um, because yeah. so that happened. So Bell's a little bit like, okay, mm. well... Whatever that that was, however you want to take that. Yeah, as in it's your life. You can drink whatever you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 had had sort of uh, gotten that sort of idea that there was some sort of like I was oh, playing some sort not. of trick on her. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then and then realised that it was actually just me being, um, yeah, the worst human. So <laughs> then we go and get coffees, right? And yep. Bell's coffee comes out. And the name on the coffee is, it's spelled Berlinda, B-E-R. Right. L-I-N-D-A, right? That's not mm. how you spell it. She's like, did you do this? Like, did you say that my name was Berlinda or something? I'm like, no, no, no. And then anyways. <laughs> right. Okay, we're still we're still waiting for a settlement on the house that we bought, right? So then- Your, your drink comes out and it's Pat instead of Matt and you go to <laughs> no, them. But then- my drink doesn't have a P in it and it goes, are you sure about that? <laughs> Okay, so so then we get we're, we're working with our conveyancer to you know work towards settlement. Very stressful period, of course. So we're going back and forth all these forms, and then eventually, um, the conveyancer sends through like a a um, identification form that we need to sign, and Bell's name is again weirdly spelt Berlinda B E R. B-E-R-L-I-N-D-A, Berlinda. So she's like, did you do this? And I'm like, no, I didn't do this. But the problem is my track record so far is so bad that I am obviously the most guilty partner. Yeah. I'm like, this is pure coincidence. Pretty lame I- prank on a house conveyancing <laughs> thing. But I'm like, these are really serious documents. I would yeah. never mess around. And be like, ha ha, she's going to get so annoyed if I put Berlinda on this one. Like, I was like, this is just pure coincidence. But it is so coincidental that the coffee people spell the name wrong. And then yeah. minutes later, the conveyances spell the name wrong. And so I'm like, but I'm the guilty party. And so mm. that's why I'm asking. I'm asking you, when have you been just guilty before proven innocent? Yeah, when, when do all signs point to you? <laughs> And look, Adam has already answered the call. Adam, how are you today? Not too bad, guys. Yourself? Yeah, all right. Uh, when were you wrongfully accused but rightfully suspected? I started a job about a year ago working in a pretty small, like, not-for-profit. Um, and I was the first bloke to be hired there basically ever. Right. In the bathroom mm. situation, it was a shared bathroom sure. with two cubicles. Yep. Two sit-down situations. Yeah, yeah, two just normal toilets, closed doors, all that sort of thing. Beautiful. There was room sprays, like nice perfumey spray instead of like um, mm. air fresheners. Oh, gorgeous. 
A few okay. days into me working there, maybe even the first week or so, I realized that they started to change the room sprays into like full on air fresheners. <laughs> get, because... the, get the bit of the uh, old heavy duty on there. Adam. Yeah, I think after my <laughs> after you know my morning coffee, I guess I may have stunk the place out a little bit. <laughs> oh no! I was always really careful. You know, I always I made sure to have the windows <laughs> wide open. I do a courtesy flush immediately after. Um, yep. <laughs> after the, you know, main splashdown, just to make sure nothing lingers as much as possible. Sure. Um, I was always really anxious about it. And then probably a month or so in, I go into the bathroom one day, do my morning business, or make sure I'm all clean, everything all that. A few hours later, I come by to the bathroom, and they've humorously taped up one of the cubicles with, like, hazmat tape with a big sign saying... <laughs> Do not enter until professionally cleaned, like, because the cleaners were coming that night. Okay. So something has obviously happened in there which required um, physical intervention. Correct. But that morning I had been to the other cubicle. Oh. So it wasn't me. Oh, so, but you reckon everyone's kind of thinking, did you hear what Adam yeah, did? Yeah, 100%. So everyone was was looking at your se- at your good self, Adam. Did, was, did anyone say anything out loud? Did anyone say the quiet part out loud? No one did. However, I could tell some like when I was going, you know, make a get a glass of water from the kitchen that day. People would kind of hush, hush, hush a little bit and like snicker <laughs> under their breath. I was like, nah, they think I've done the dirty yeah. here, but it wasn't me. Yeah. Did you have to send an email email the to bo- everyone and say you know plead innocence. I thought about it when I was like when I left the company. I thought about trying to make it clear. What? Just writing a message saying, "Hey, by the way, when when that bomb went off in the uh, in the bathrooms that one time, it wasn't me." <laughs> I never did clear the air. Um, but yeah, interesting turn of phrase. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a mystery, like a, a corporate office workplace mystery. Matt, do you remember the one we had at Triple J where there was an email? saying, or maybe it was a sign in the bathrooms, it's please do not leave boogers on the wall of the cubicle where people were, while sitting on the toilet, (laughs) cleaning house in the nostrils and to get rid of it, just placing it on the wall next to everyone's head. (laughs) That is so bad. It it wasn't just once, it like started becoming a small patch. Oh, that was so bad. We did do... um a little video, oh, yeah. a little, you know, That's all the internet somewhere. But look, Adam, it's, it's a, such a shame that you were wrongfully accused. Thank you for clearing your name here on uh, Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. And uh, we thank you for keeping this story off uh, Feces Free Friday. We really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you very much. Yes, it's time for the segment where uh, the news articles are Kevin Costner in Waterworld and our producer, Bron, is that massive fishy thing that jumps up out of the water and bites him. Uh, it's producer Bron. G'day, Bron. Hello. Don't know that reference at all. <laughs> I haven't seen Waterworld. No. Bron. One of, one of the biggest box office flops of all time. But I yeah. rated it. I could tell you rated it because you even referenced like you know it all I remember is when he uses his gills and they mm. sort of make out underwater and he breathes into the girl's mouth but look just to give you a quick recap Bron <laughs> What's the plot of Kevin it? Costner 
Kevin Costner was coming fresh off Dances with Wolves, one of the biggest Hollywood, most important dramatic mm. Hollywood movies in a long time. He was red hot box office numerals. And then And that was the original reality TV show. I mean they they based Dancing with the Stars off that off that performance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, the Wolves, very good dancers. Um <laughs> then he came out with Waterworld. It was the biggest box office at the time, I believe, something like $100 million or something crazy. Oh, it was that- heaps of money and they did shots that cost millions they didn't get properly and stuff like that. It was a bit <laughs> of a disaster. Um, but it, it was all right. It showed a future world where the ice caps melted and um, everyone was underwater. So, so more a documentary. <laughs> so it showed, yeah, it showed 2023, basically. All right, Bron, what's, uh, what's happening? So this is from The Sun UK, headline, Locks Like Her. Locks Like Her. That's it? Locks like her. No, like locks like her. Um, And you clicked on this article because it was so baffling you had to figure out what they were trying to get at? <laughs> there was a photo that went along with it that I was intrigued by. Okay, what was the photo? Okay, describe the photo. Of the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> oh, okay. So we've got some more uh, conspiracy action. You dived in. What does locks like her mean? So the article reads, Loch Ness Monster spotted in London as Snap shows Nessie-like creature in Wimbledon Lake that looks just like the 1934 pick. Wow, how about that? Coming out of Loch Ness, which I visited at one time, couldn't see it. Absolutely bogus. But maybe that's because it went down to London. I find it amazing that, um, you know, it looks exactly the same as a photo that was taken in 1930 or 50 or something. Yeah. When we have, I literally have five cameras on my phone. How How could it still be blurry? (laughs) <laughs> I don't understand yeah. who these photographers are. Yeah. I mean, the technology is getting better. Photo quality staying the same. What's going on, Bron? So, obviously, not everyone's convinced that it, <laughs> <laughs> that it oh, went. Not everyone. Just a few people. But yeah, because they're saying, like, as if it'll travel, like, a thousand k's away from its usual spot in Scotland. Yeah, and how does it jump between a lock and a lake? How's it getting to a lake? have to be airlifted. Who knows? No, (laughs) it just creeps. It creeps overnight, hides behind trees. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do, like, eels migrating, they go across land sometimes. Do they? Yeah. Oh, like on river, like when the the lake overflows, it goes down like a stream or something? Well, no, I think, like, in Sydney, there's a place called Centennial Park. It's got a lake in it. There's eels in there, and they go back to the ocean and then come back somehow. Oh my god! I no, think I they don't. Th- what through storm drains or something? Anyway, I look, don't know. Look, we're not here to learn about animals. We're here to hear about the headlines. So, uh, so <laughs> Bron, what? Tell us. People aren't believing it, and no. I mean, have they have they got any other proof? No. So basically, from the original photo where this all kind of stemmed from, that someone has confessed on their deathbed to be a part of, like, a group of pranksters uh, who um, who staged this all. So he revealed that right. it wasn't true. But some people believe that the sightings, and this is a real thing that people believe, that it's like a penis from another sea animal. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I don't, yes, I've I don't, heard that. I don't That's- know. It's a very Arrested Development type uh, photo. <laughs> Just the little one-eyed serpent poking its head up like a little periscope. <laughs> Just looking around. Interesting. All right. Well, um, I'm glad that that's... Uh, it's, like that the, that's... it's like the underwater opposite of a tea bag. you know, putting it out of the water <laughs> instead of in. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, Brian, let's, let's move on, shall we? So this is from brobible.com. Oh, yes, bro. Wait, so not even lad Bible, bro Bible. Yeah, I think this is like a, a secondary one. They should have gone with bro gospel or something. You can't take off one mm. word, lad Bible, bro Bro gospel. Okay. Mm. Uh, so tell me, what about what is what's happening in that? So headline: Pillow fighting championship is real, and it's going down this weekend. Oh no! Oh no! Who's representing Australia? I'm not sure, but there's it's the first pay per view pillow fight championship, <laughs> that, and it happened over the weekend. Um, so it's competitive pillow fighting, and it's really intense. Like I saw some of the videos; they have like handles at the end of the pillows, oh, right. and it's just like the UFC, but instead of so with pe- their fists, it's with a pillow. So people actually like getting knocked out, and that's how you win. Yeah, it looks very like oh my full God. on. <laughs> Is there? Is, it's men's and women's. Yes. Yes. Okay. So different divisions. And is there? Because I mean, straight away, I was very. I mean, very childish and very. I mean, I'm thinking bro Bible. I'm thinking this is going to be like lingerie football. You know, where mm. everyone's wearing little midriffs and they're like, you know, the giggling a lot. But I'm. I'm guessing it's like. You know, it's a blood sport. It's it is. It's like just the next evolution of martial arts. It's just hectic. Wow. You need to see the videos. It's it's crazy. But they play in like an octagon arena. It looks just like the UFC. An octagon. They should play in like a boomerang pillow shaped arena. You know <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? To... They should play on a bed. Yeah, I don't understand why, why they're not playing a large <laughs> Austin Powers type <laughs> rotating bed, circular. <laughs> Definitely. That's true. And the whole time they're playing, there should be a mum and dad ref going, hey, you, in there, (laughs) get down, stop that. You're going to hurt yourself. (laughs) And Matt and I can commentate and uh, have our own podcast called Pillow Talk. And... um, (laughs) There you go. <laughs> well, they're thinking right. about including it in the the 2028 Olympic Games in part of the... Um, no, they're not. The pentathlon. No, they're not, Bron. <laughs> in the pentathlon. <laughs> Who's... In the pentathlon, in the modern pentathlon. Who is thinking about it? The, the, the makers of the pillows? Yeah. We could claim anything and just say it's being considered for the Olympics, put out a press release and say it's being considered. So is drone racing, but I don't know how that will go. Well, I, I believe that. Well, thank you, Bron. Thank you. Now I, now I just feel like um, just challenging you both to an absolute romp with, a with big two old massive pillows. Be pretty I reckon good. I'd have you. Would you have a, a one big pillow, like a real big like maternity body pillow, and you'd be like the long swordsman of the pillow fight, and then they've got <laughs> two small like couch cushions, and you're like swinging them around like nunchucks or something like that. I reckon it'd be good if you could you could choose your weapon like that. Um, thank you very much, Brian. We'll catch you later. Thank you. Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. Well, that brings us to the end of another Matt and Alex podcast. But before we go, we better ask Matt O'Kine what word uh, stumped you on Wordle, which if, if you haven't seen it is sort of like a... Have we talked about it on this show before? I think we have. Yeah, we have. Bronze jumped on board on, on a clickfish, I think. Look, <laughs> okay, I got a couple of greens. By the end, I had space, E-R space Y, okay? And then I finally got the next word... And then I guess the next word, which then took me to space E-R-K-Y, but I only had one guess to go. Yep. And I needed to guess what word it was going to be. Blank E-R-K-Y. Erky. And I, uh, what's that? It's Erky and you just got to say what letter it starts with. What letter it was? 
And I chose a J. I went Turkey. Yes. No, 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 mate. Perky. Daiso all <laughs> over it. <laughs> Did you get that? Yeah, mate. I got that one. <laughs> no. Let's do today's I, one. That, oh, when you when I saw that come up, I tell you what, I absolutely, <laughs> I shriveled. I had to walk back out from the bathroom and look at my family and I could barely do it. Were you on the John? <laughs> like uh, like old Adam walking out, they come and put the police tape over the door. Yeah, put the, put the hazmat suit on. The only crime was <laughs> Matt not getting his words right. All right, we'll, we'll leave it there. We've done enough. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you with another big episode tomorrow. Until then, bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.